0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. 403-974-8255. So as mentioned, I wanted to turn our attention to this issue of uh, private school funding. The uh, Alberta government is under pressure to cut off the funding that goes to private schools on a per-student basis which I guess amounts to a partial subsidy for a lot of families to make the decision to take their kids out of the public system and find a pr- private or independent school. Uh, so just a few days ago, the uh, education minister, David Egan said uh, they'll stick with the status quo for now, but didn't rule out some changes, even within this term of office. There was a coalition uh, of uh, advocacy and labor groups uh, that recently called on the government to, to cut off this funding. Joining us on the line is uh, Larry Boy, who's uh, board chair with the group Public Interest Alberta. Larry, thanks for making some time for us here today. Yeah, pleased to be here. Okay, so I- explain the argument then that, that your organization is making.
1: It's a time of really scarce public funds. The uh, provincial government is struggling with a uh, huge deficit. And more than ever, now is the time to question where you're putting your money and whether you're getting a good return for the investment of public dollars. We think that it's a real mistake, and always has been, to give subsidies to private schools when public and separate and Francophone schools are are clearly wanting and struggling with big class sizes, not enough teacher aides. So you could free up um, uh, about $100 million a year by uh, eliminating the subsidies to private schools. The argument that they would all flood into the public schools just uh, doesn't make sense. Ontario, for example, has about 1,000 private schools. They don't get a nickel, and they're doing fine. I think parents, for the most part, would, would simply continue. And, and in, the, in the elite schools, like, for example, um, Weber Academy that charges about 18000 a year, um, I think those parents are going to continue to send their kids to private schools, and many of the faith schools are going to do the same thing because they're doing it for religious regions. Reason. So uh, I think it, it uh, doesn't make sense to subsidize private ventures when uh, there's a public scarcity, and that's the heart of the argument.
0: Okay, but you seem to be making a lot of assumptions uh, that, that nothing's going to change, because if, in fact, a significant proportion of these families did go back into the public system, we would be paying more on a, a per-student basis, so the cost would go up, and we, we would have a challenge in accommodating them when it comes to, to space for these kids.
1: Well, you know theres there 's another assumption right uh, so let 's look at uh, how we might judge how many kids would actually go back to the public system and first of all i i 'd be quite prepared to uh, pay for them in the public system on a matter of principle, but if you look again at ontario 's experience they they have about a thousand schools that don 't get a nickel and they have a slightly higher rate, about, oh, I think about 5.6% of their population, school population is in private schools. So the idea that they would all somehow turn around and go to, to public schools is, is just an utterly unwarranted assumption. So um, I, I think, you know, it's fairly clear. The other thing that we've suggested is you phase it out over three years so that people can make those kinds of choices. And we do respect the existence of private schools. It's a, it's a perfect, reasonable choice for people to make but i don't know why private ventures should be subsidized by the public
0: okay but if we cut off that that funding that per student funding that's thousands of dollars per child right
1: Sure. So let's take a look at what would happen at Weber Academy at eighteen thousand. I think it's about eighteen thousand eight hundred a year. And by the way, they had a surplus of above six million last year after receiving this public subsidy. Right? Do you honestly think that those parents are going to pull those kids from those schools? Or uh, let's take Strathcona Tweedsmuir, which which. Charges a tuition of twenty one thousand a year, and we 're supplementing that with public funding like to most people uh, that, that just doesn 't make sense. Where we are making a distinction is uh, in the area of the special needs private schools, and that 's an issue that needs more attention, and we 're not calling for cutting off. Funding to them because they should be a part of the public schools but we, we really have to work out how that's going to happen but in these other cases let's concentrate our public funds uh, on uh, on public purposes and if it ends up uh, costing uh, like this isn't just a dollar argument right uh, this is a principled argument but we think the evidence is quite clear that uh, it's not going to result in in a huge influx influx for religious or reasons or for reasons of wanting a so-called elite education most of these parents are just going to go with what they're doing, and they're just going to have to find ways to pay for their
0: well. We would help. We would help. But in some cases, we're talking about schools that are around that eight to ten thousand dollar range. That, that subsidy is about half of that tuition, isn't it?
1: Well, um, I'm not. You know, I'm not sure. It depends on um, uh, um, what the per grant is, obviously. But is that really our problem as a public? Uh, like, do like on what basis? Would we want to subsidize um, people going to private schools? Like, why would you? When, well, because, when f- because it, we, we pay taxes. Positive? Now,
0: I'm a parent. I got two kids in the public system, mm-hmm. right? But we've certainly looked at right. whether some of these schools might be better suited for our children's needs. And we've had to make those those calculations. Could we make it work? Would it make sense to do so? Uh, and and so yeah, I think a lot of families are making those decisions, and they're paying taxes into the school system, so they're going to get dinged then for this tuition, and they're still going to be paying those those taxes. That why shouldn't they f- those taxes but, follow their students?
1: But but are they really getting dinged for tuition, or are they making a private choice? And and you know the counter argument is. Let's just say, let's take with the police force, which is a public service paid for with public dollars. If you want something more, if you want a private security firm because you really want enhanced security, do you think that the public should be paying for that? I I mean, no, that's a a private choice, and you pay for it with your private dollars.
0: We've accepted that that public dollars pay for a child's education. If I send my child from school A to school B, that the funding will follow my child.
1: In our public school system, exactly right. Right. So right? We, we
0: accept that we, we assign so much money each year to each student to make sure that child gets an education. So why shouldn't that money that the parents are paying in taxes follow that student to a private school or an because independent school?
1: It, it actually doesn't work out that way at all. If you look at what you're actually paying for your child, um, it's, it's actually not very much. What happens is that this, these costs are spread out over a great many people. 70% of people don't have kids in the public system. But what happens is we go on paying for them so when, when your kids are finished school, you've had this big bonus of a public school education basically for free so you go on continuing uh, to pay for the public education of others. But if you want private choices, I still think why would you demand a public subsidy? And I come back to the police account. If you want these enhanced kinds of education, yeah, I think you have a right to get it. But really, you have an obligation to pay for that yourself. And we don't have a voucher system, and we shouldn't.
0: What are we trying to achieve then by making this change? Because I, what's broken with the, the system right now?
1: I think there are two things. Number one is a principled idea. That if you want private ventures in all kinds of areas, you're perfectly free to reject um, the public uh, services, but you really have to pay for them yourself. Secondly, when the, when the government is struggling for funds, when they're short. Billions of dollars. You need to take a very close look at where you're spending your money. And, and quite honestly, to most taxpayers, I think when they look at schools like Weber Academy, Strathcona, Tweedsmere, and and they 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 are as a public paying. Thousands and thousands of dollars to subsidize that kind of education. I think most members of the public are going to say, go ahead, but if you want those uh, private kinds of ventures, you pay for it
0: yourself. But it's a fixed amount, isn't it, the subsidy? The subsidy doesn't change based on the tuition, does it? it's it's a certain amount of money per student so that's the is right. 10,000 or 100,000 it doesn't change
1: but but actually that's not a voucher that you get as a parent to take anywhere what happened is the uh, government decided to subsidize private school education in the past and i think it was a mistake and then in a couple of decades ago they decided to increase it but it's like it, it it's simply not a case of, as I say, it's not a case of, I have these many dollars to spend wherever I want. Actually, you have a right to access a public school, and the government has decided to give uh, private schools a break, and I think they made a mistake in doing so. But don't confuse this with a voucher system. Okay, but those those
0: schools get, it's per student funding, right? There, they get, they get a amount
1: they get seventy percent of the so that yeah. uh, private schools get seventy percent of the grant for for that that public separate and uh, francophone schools okay there's another argument on this as well, and that is that Um, You know, in terms of accountability and in terms of oversight, we've always favored a system where elected trustees oversee the spending to ensure that public dollars are spent in the public good. In too many of these cases, there just simply are not the oversight, there doesn't exist the oversight in private schools that exists with public boards. And by the way, public boards and elected representatives are accountable held accountable and can be tossed out but when you give the money to private schools you simply do not have democratic accountability over it so there are a number of arguments in this direction and i respect that it's a it's a charged political debate but it's a fair debate and i'm glad that you're you know you're you're exploring this with people because we need to get this one right
0: all right. Well, Larry, we got to leave it there for now. But as you said, we'll have more t- opportunities to talk about this. PIAlberta.org uh, is the website. Thanks for joining us here today, Larry. Appreciate really it. Appreciate it Rob. All right. Larry Boy uh, with Public Interest Alberta. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at 1230 on News Talk, 770 Calgary.